This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, Bidenomics, which is how the White House now touts the president's economic plans and agenda as he runs for re-election. The other day, President Biden went to Chicago to highlight that vision, which he says is building America from the bottom up and the middle out. Unlike what he says is a failed Republican trickle-down approach. Now, they claim there's been record job growth since he took office, and inflation's been coming down. But polls show a majority of Americans disapprove of how the president has been handling the economy as economic growth slows. And you can put Larry Kudlow in that majority. He is not a fan of Biden policies at all. The former director of the National Economic Council under President Trump, he now hosts Kudlow on the Fox Business Network. That shows on weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, re-airing at 7 p.m. Larry had too much to say for us to fit it all into the Rundown podcast back on Wednesday. Today, we do not have any of those time constraints. So you're about to hear everything he said. And we thank you, as always, for being here. We hope you have a happy 4th of July. And now, Larry Kudlow on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is Larry Kudlow. You can watch him weekdays, 4 p.m. on Fox Business, and then again at 7 o'clock. Of course, he's a Fox News contributor, and he was, at one point, the director of the National Economic Council in the Trump administration. Larry, very, very good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, Wednesday, President Biden, who is getting going with his re-election campaign, will be in Chicago touting his economic plan, people calling it Bidenomics. What do you expect to hear? What do you think so far of Bidenomics? Well, I don't think much of Bidenomics, to be honest with you. And I think that we could start with the performance of the economy, which has sputtered to a stagnant 1% economic growth rate. Uh, over the past five quarters, all of last year, plus the first quarter this year. And the second quarter this year, which ends in June, uh, is not going to be much better. And on top of that, we still have a significant inflation problem. Uh, It got as high as 9% plus. On a yearly basis, it has come down because of the Fed's tightening, Federal Reserve tightening, 500 basis points worth of tightening. And the money supply has collapsed. But look, you know, uh, the level of prices has gone up so much, uh, almost uh, 16%. Energy prices up 40%. Grocery prices uh, up 20%. This has killed the middle class. And it's killed the lower middle class. And the uh, even lower than that, 
And the trouble is Mr. Biden keeps talking about how he's building from the middle out and he's helping the lower incomes. The lower incomes and the middle incomes have been clobbered by all this inflation. So while people are working, yes, uh, we've, we've recovered the pandemic job losses. The fact remains, after inflation, real wages have fallen across the board, but particularly for the bottom half of the income. Uh, they've fallen by about 3% over the past two and a half years. And that's probably the single biggest reason why Mr. Biden's polls are down, his economic approval is down, and uh, it remains a big problem. This is going to be a pocketbook election. It's going to be a kitchen table election. And I don't think President Biden is well positioned for it. And I don't think Bidenomics, with its heavy spending and its heavy regulations and its rising taxes and its war on fossil fuels, uh, I don't think it's worked. In fact, I think it's backfired. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. All right, let's get into some of these things. You obviously brought up inflation and the prices have come down every month for almost a year now. And so the president... No, no, no. The prices price, have, well, the price, rate of increase, let me just say, the rate of the I mean, increase of inflation has come down. It's half of what it was a year ago. It's at 4%. So the president's going to tout that it's working, that prices are coming down, that it's getting better for people. And consumer confidence, we just got that report on Tuesday. It's highest level in 18 months. So they're touting things are getting better. Well, that's what presidents do. I've worked for a couple myself. But again, the Achilles heel, the soft underbelly, is the fact that although the rate of inflation has eased, uh, the reality is prices are still much higher than they were two and a half years ago. Uh, you could take, uh, here's an example, gasoline prices. Yeah. So. Uh, Way down from a year ago. Yes. But at $3.58 or whatever they are, uh, prices are still up from the $2 or slightly less that Mr. Biden inherited from Donald Trump. So, you know, on the, on the rate of change, you can argue it's slowed. The fact is prices at Trump are still a lot higher than they were a couple of years ago. I mean, to be fair, when you guys were dealing with the economy in the middle of the pandemic in 2000, gas prices, they plummeted. Oil prices that one day was crazy got got into the negative territory. So, I mean, there's a lot different than at that point, right? Well, I'm not looking at the uh, COVID collapse. I'm I'm saying to you that uh, because under under Donald Trump, we uh, unlocked the spigots of oil and gas. You had uh, plenty of gasoline on the market and the price of gasoline, uh, as I say, was averaging about $2 a gallon uh, pre-pandemic 
and post-pandemic. And that's, you know, uh, a reality that people look back on uh, and say, well, gosh, why am I paying three fifty eight when I used to pay around two bucks? And the reason for that, I think, is we're not producing uh, enough oil and gas. Uh, by the by, uh, electricity prices are significantly higher than they were uh, two and a half years ago uh, as well. Home heating prices, diesel fuel prices. You know, these are things that affect um, ordinary folks, working folks, drive to work, truck drivers, uh, and so forth. And I think, you know, this goes back, we should be producing about 14 or 15 million barrels a day. That was what the Energy Department estimated several years ago. But we're still down uh, below the 13 million barrels that Trump actually produced uh, pre-pandemic. We're still below 12 million barrels a day. Uh, if you look at the rig count, the oil rig count, that thing is absolutely plunged. But President Biden is hoping that in, in the next 10 years, we don't need to worry about that. I mean, he's getting ready to mandate and pushing more and more electric vehicles. They want, in some states, no more new auto sales of gas-powered cars within about 10 or 11 years. And there is no chance that that will happen. Okay. There is, I mean... Electric vehicles today are less than 10% of total cars. And every poll shows that consumers want a choice in their automobiles. And I think, you know, these grandiose climate change uh, estimates uh, are beyond the realm of reality, beyond the realm of possibility. It isn't going to happen. And uh, automakers, <laughs> no matter how much spending is being done. And that's one of the causes of the continuous inflation. I mean, core prices today are still running 5%. And they're very sticky. We have not seen the peak in Fed interest rates. That's outside of food and energy, right? The core? That's correct. That's your underlying basic inflation rate is still running at 5%. Uh, and my point is, you know, you, you can say, well, yeah, the, the Bidens want an end to gasoline-powered cars. Uh, that is unrealistic. Uh, it is beyond our capacity uh, any time in the next probably 30 or 40 or even 50 years. And um, the public finds it to be very unpopular. But what if, they, right? what if the prices for an electric vehicle were down? What if in 10 years they're half of what they are now? Well, look, you know, without subsidizing uh, trillions of dollars, prices of electric cars come down, they will be bought. But the problem is the average price of an electric car is about 80,000 some odd dollars. That is beyond the scope of what most middle-class people uh, can pay. The average price of a gasoline-powered car is somewhere around $50,000. So you do the math. And that's why, no matter what you're saying to me right now, the reality is uh, it's not going to work. Uh, consumer preferences are not in favor of electric vehicles. I mean, you know, things like charging stations, things like batteries. I mean, we don't have the capacity in this country to produce the commodities, things like lithium and um, uh, nickel, to generate these to 
produce these electric vehicle batteries. And the biggest battery producer right now in the world is China. And so what this policy amounts to is a huge subsidy for China, uh, which is our adversary. And that should not be something that the United States wants to do. We should use our natural resources to the fullest. That is my point. And incidentally, we should always have, as we did under Trump, as we did under Obama, as we did under Bush, we should have an all of the above policy. You don't end fossils until and unless you can replace it with renewables. And we are nowhere near uh, replacing fossils with renewables uh, at the degree that the Bidens want. We're nowhere near that. And physicists and studies have shown that it's going to take a long, long time if it ever happens. So this is a major mistake, the war on fossils. And let me say also, with respect to the stagnant economic growth of 1%, uh, Mr. Biden has essentially fought a war against business, against business profits. Uh, he has mounted uh, some $2 trillion worth of regulations uh, that have created massive uh, red tape uh, for business to untangle. Uh, this is why the economy is so weak. This is why investment is so poor. And so many of his claims uh, are just not true. You can go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, again, on real wages, on manufacturing, on jobs, uh, and on the overall economy. It's just not true. Well, the White House is saying 13 million jobs. That's a record. They have 800,000 new manufacturing jobs. That's what they say. Unemployment's been under 4%, has been since 2021. So they say that he's done an incredible job bringing back the workforce to a level even before the pandemic. Uh, I would just say to you again, going to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, his claim about 800,000 manufacturing jobs is unverifiable. We are barely above pre-pandemic levels. His claim about 13 million jobs is unverifiable. We are just slightly higher than we were pre-pandemic. I don't know where his numbers come from. Uh, as I've said many times on the air, uh, he's, he, he, his rendition of the economy is not truthful. He is incapable of telling the truth. What you have had on the job front is a return to work uh, post-pandemic, but the amount of new jobs created is about 200,000 over the past uh, several years, which is one of the lowest monthly job rates uh, in uh, economic history. Has the Federal Reserve done the right thing? You mentioned all the interest rate hikes. It's over 5% in you know, about a year and a half's time, and they're more likely to come. Have they done the right thing doing that? Well, you know, the Fed was in denial, as was the Biden administration, for a long time about the inflation. Uh, again, heavy spending uh, by Mr. Biden and easy money from the Fed, which supported that spending, uh, created a huge inflation problem. So they were 
about a year and a half late. First, there was no inflation, according to them, that it was going to be transitory, you may recall. Yeah. And then the Fed uh, panicked about a year ago in March, starting in March of 2022, and started to hit the brakes. And that's, uh, you know, if you're late to the party in that game, you're going to have trouble. Um, I'm looking at a model from the New York Federal Reserve Bank, which is where I started my career many, many, many years ago. Uh, They have an important model of the uh, government bond yield curve, which basically shows a 71% probability of recession in the next year uh, as a result of Fed tightening. And the Fed tightening was made necessary by the overspending. Do you think that's so, going to start with, uh, we're, we're almost done with the second quarter. Do you think we're in a quarter that's going to be negative? Um, you know, I, I don't think the second quarter will be negative. Uh, and I don't know about the precise timing of it. Um, but that model that I cited, which has a very, very good track record, um, it's not my model. It's the New York Fed's model. It's a yield curve model. You have an inverted curve where short rates are much higher than long rates. That's the danger sign. It'll be sometime in the next year. Uh, you'll probably see it later this year or early next year would be my best guess. What should those on the Republican side running for president, in your opinion, be going after the most when they focus on the economy? Well, I think uh, I think the GOP has to emphasize an economic growth agenda, a prosperity agenda. And, and I, I don't think it's necessary to reinvent the wheel here. Uh, I think that agenda has to include uh, greatly limited spending, a rollback of all the new business regulations, uh, an extension of the successful Trump tax cuts, and a sound, reliable dollar. I think that's the basic points that they need to make. That's a program, a supply-side program that will restart economic growth, uh, will curb inflation, and will reopen the door uh, for small business expansion. Small businesses are the key to the economy. I mean, look, we've had a big problem under Republican and Democratic presidents in the last 25 years, all right? Trump was the last guy to get 3% growth. But between 2000 and 20 and 2000 and 2022, uh, we've only grown on average at about 1.7, I think, or 1.8%. By compare, and that's under presidents in both parties. By comparison, during the post World War II era, from 1947 to the year 2000, we averaged three and a half percent growth. So my point is we need to take steps to restore incentives in the economy to work and produce and to conquer inflation that will get us back to three and a half percent. The most successful presidents, by the way, is Reagan re- reignited economic growth. John F. Kennedy reignited economic growth. He was a Democrat, of course. Uh, Bill Clinton's second term uh, reignited economic growth. 
Uh, they all have the same thing in common, limited spending, uh, deregulation, and lower taxes, and a sound dollar. And I think we need to come back to those policies. Mr. Biden is essentially operating what Newt Gingrich and I call big government socialism. Too much central planning. You know, you mentioned all this climate change stuff. That's nothing but central planning. Uh, Anti-business regulations, uh, too many taxes, and too much spending. The model's not worked. If it had worked, it would have already worked. <laughs> and it's not. You're, you're running high inflation and, and barely stacked in growth. So this is why you see the polls so stacked against Mr. Biden. And I don't care what numbers he makes up. People know better. Larry Kudlow, you can watch him 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Fox Business Network on uh, the weekdays. Also Fox News contributor, former director of the National Economic Council. Uh, Larry, thank you very much for joining us. My great pleasure. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hey, everyone. It's Kennedy, and you can listen to my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It's going five days a week on the Fox News Podcast Network. We're bringing you all the fan favorites. Listen on Spotify, Apple, foxnewspodcast.com, or wherever you download podcasts.